0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Mitten Backstage. Hope you're doing well. And today, I'm excited to have Ian Thompson on the podcast. I've known Ian for a few years now. We've played in different bands, different projects, um, as a duo in, in certain times and places. And we recently made a trio with our friend Nathan Coles called Normal Mode. We've been playing alternating weekends at the listening room for my residency, as well as finishing up our second album release. If you enjoyed today's conversation, you can support podcasts like these by going to patreon.com slash There you can get early access to podcast episodes, discounted merch from the bands that I perform with, a monthly mailed newsletter with the Sticker of the Month Club, and the ability to hire me for instruction, consultation, or recording services as a studio musician. You can also head over to dutchersnedeker.com to see what I'm up to all around the internet. So thanks again, and feel free to share this episode with someone who you think would enjoy the types of conversations I'm having with Michigan musicians. All right, let's get right into the episode with Ian Thompson. No one's here
1: <laughs> hey. yeah how's it going it's going good it's going good I was just looking for um, some comic strips I was trying to find some uh, these are some comic strips from uh, a super happy fun time tour I went on that one of the cast members uh, wrote up and I was trying to find I can't find the one that details uh, the, the story of me well, us coming back to a hotel in like the middle of Iowa and there was like blood everywhere. Someone had gotten stabbed.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And uh <laughs> and there it was detailed in one of these, and I I'm really bummed I can't find it. It's probably somewhere <laughs> around my house, but the, the memory is clear
0: though. So. Yeah. there's the visual of yeah, because you said there was like there's like a guy who was like clearly injured and in the source of all the blood and you're just like what's happening and
1: (laughs) yeah well yeah it was I guess to to back up if anyone I don't know if you want to introduce me Dutcher. no one knows who I am I'm like pretty I'm no one knows who I am or what I do or cares
0: yeah (laughs) I mean there I usually do a an intro portion at the at the top a separate clip, but oh, okay, okay. I'll at least say that you're, you're Ian Thompson. You're a bass player in Grand Rapids. You play with groups like, you know, Cameron Blake and uh our trio normal mode and super happy fun time burlesque show and area schools for musicals and other bass hats <laughs> on upright yeah. and electric. And then all of you're doing like things with i don't know your degrees are in like agriculture or like city planning or like i don't know you're doing like eight other jobs
1: <laughs> yeah close <laughs> enough it's yeah yeah uh, um yeah you can bl- you can blur out my face and change my voice right
0: yeah i'll just <laughs> I'll just make it all anonymous. It's all I've
1: got, Yeah, I've got yeah, I've got people all over town who, you know, I'm trying to be in hiding. Um.
0: Yeah. yeah, this is all this is all from a remote location. Um from, and... I'm from I'm in an opera house in uh in Amsterdam right now actually. So. <laughs> yeah, and I and I have I have NordVPN which I don't fully understand, but I know it means I I'm either trying to watch you know, Japanese Netflix or I'm a cyber criminal. So <laughs> that's always helpful. <laughs> There's the only two things you can use a VPN for. And the only thing they seem to advertise is like, you don't like you, you've already watched all of American Netflix somehow. Have you checked out, you know, England's Netflix? <laughs> they have Harry Potter. And it's like, what that's what? So yeah. And for filing, you need a VPN to
2: file for unemployment if you are in a different, uh, I think if you're in like a different country or something. I think they, <laughs> I think they figure that out. My friend, I think he got caught doing that.
0: Trying so to like find. I'm me- so I'm like
2: Mexican Wi-Fi or something. And he was like filing for Michigan unemployment. <laughs> it's
0: like, I'm going to be back there. I just figured I'd get some unemployment while I'm in Mexico. <laughs> Yeah, well, and and you know, I I feel like I've I always get those layers of encryption or technology things, and then you you get them, and then there's that thought in your head that's like, the this stuff has always been around for like free for like, you know, like the onion router and like all these the like the layered encrypted free browsers and stuff, and it's like it's weird having a company that's like like it more infrastructure, but it's also like, you know, they're selling it. It's almost like, especially since they market it as like, Oh, you get, you could watch other shows in other countries. It's almost like you're buying like an, an upgraded cable package or something. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, you can get the true Netflix experience if you pay, you know, this chunk of money, <laughs> but I got a good deal. So I can't there complain, you <laughs> but Yeah. How's the, um, I don't know. I mean, you've been doing a ton of stuff with classes, but you also have, you know, I've, since we've been getting together at the listening room, um, I remember you saying that you had your base (laughs) needing repairs from, I don't know, was it temperature or was it just like things were breaking or? (laughs)
2: Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Might have been a combination of things, but I think it was mainly the humidity. Um, I think it was a really, I hear it was a really dry winter um, comparatively to other winters in Michigan. And I had my humidifier on going, you know, pretty much, I would say 12 hours a day, but it's just like one of those cheap humidifiers. And I woke up in the middle of the night to a big pop, uh, five in the morning. And I, I was like, what, what the heck was that? And I, Thought it might have been my base, but it, I checked it because it was in my room and I was and yeah, I was half asleep and I went back to sleep and woke up the next morning and there was a huge crack. Uh, you know, one was like this big and then another smaller one in the same plane on the side of my base. So I think it was just the dryness. Um, you know, it just it did it. It did it. So <laughs> I mean, it's in the shop. It's been in the shop for a month. Uh, Aaron at Guarneri House is has to take apart the uh he's got to take off the back of the base and get inside into the guts and do all the surgery that costs uh, a lot of money (laughs) and i don't have insurance on the base either so
0: it's just like cool thanks the weather for (laughs) yeah yeah it's one of those things with insurance on an instrument
2: it's like you can pay you know you you can pay a company i don't know like clarion or there's other companies where you can pay you know somewhere from 30 to 60 bucks a month for insurance on your base and then that would have covered my expenses but i haven't had to bring my base into the shop for like two years so it's kind of like this is like the same. if i would have had insurance the amount of money would have been pretty much the same that i'd be paying for um I think you can also add instruments into your homeowner's insurance if you have homeowners insurance too. Oh.
0: Yeah, I heard that about the the like some of the video game collector people I follow on YouTube, they 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 give tips on how to like get your collection insured. And one of the ways you can do it is just by, you know, having <laughs> I guess it's you don't even need a, a big audience. It's just like having a viewership that you show your collection to that's kind of like a video evidence of like, this is what I own and this is all in my house. And that it's not just that, but it's like using that as like a starting point is, is better than just saying you have stuff. Um, And it can be added added into your homeowners, I think. that you use it for
2: a certain purpose that gives you income or something. Maybe
0: yeah that's probably that's probably it because some of them you know they're they're regular like they post a video a week or they vote you know they have a schedule when they post and then others are like they they post some really big update and then two or three months might go by before another big update but there's still you know people who see the notification and watch it and it might be like fifteen thousand people but um yeah, it's still – I guess it still somewhat counts because it's it's still part of a thing that they've been doing for multiple years. But I just thought it was interesting that, like, <laughs> that part of your insurance can just go into, like, like, if I talk about my gear, like, that could be if I had a home or something, I could lump that in supposedly <laughs> – but yeah,
1: I don't yeah. I don't know
2: how exactly that works. I know with, you know, an instrument like most instruments you have to have an appraisal for it. So I'd have to go get an appraised and see, you know, have a luthier take a look at it and say like this is worth $6,000 and then that way you can show it to your uh, whatever insurance company or your homeowner's insurance and add that on. Can you hear that train in the
0: back? only it it comes in and out i think with the compression but (laughs) um well it it, that that's a good point with appraisal because i always think of like i i'm i'm more aware of like what types of things i'm buying if it's like a collectible or because i don't really buy like trinket collectibles it's usually just like some piece of music gear i don't know video game related stuff um, and it's not frequently enough to feel like I'm actively doing it. But I think of uh, I, I've been watching clips from uh, Hotel Hell, one of Gordon Ramsay's fine shows. <laughs> and there's this dude, this dude who like thought he was like, you know, just killing it with antique buying and like, you know, like vintage art and they, they showed all of his stuff in the room and it was like a ton of there, you know, cause they're like in debt and it's like, well, let's liquidate some of this stuff. That's just sitting in storage. And they brought an appra- appraiser and before the appraiser got there, he was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've spent probably like, you know, close to 300 grand on all of this stuff over the years. And, you know, it's like giant canvas paintings and like old, you know, silverware and furniture and the appraiser comes in like kind of does a quick glance around the room and is like yeah it's uh i'd say about 25,000 <laughs> and he was like what and it's like is and he's like well what about this painting and she's like that's eh, a it's a fake and it's not a good fake <laughs> like you can see the fake artist's signature at the bottom <laughs> like stuff that it wasn't even like he was tricked it was just like the appraiser's just like this dude's really dumb and thinks he was like really cool (laughs) buying this stuff and i feel like that's like the best part of her job is just to like destroy people's ego (laughs) it's good for tv too yeah just like (laughs) yeah he always brings in someone who's just like i've already brought you down here i want you to go beneath the earth and how low like you're 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 not on kitchen success you're on kitchen nightmares
2: (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it must feel good to you know go home after a long days of work day of work of just uh bashing other people for how terrible they are
0: (laughs) and to like have because you know if it was like you know if it was just like oh it's you know it's only a couple people or like oh it's you know but you know when there's like moldy food and like you know rats and cockroaches in the kitchen and people just like yeah that's just how we run our business it's like what (laughs) this chicken is green it's supposed to be green (laughs) so i don't know if there's i feel like the musical equivalent of that though is like it's it's just certain private instructors um I, I definitely know that I had one in high school who made me into a really good pianist, but he uh, was notorious for kind of being that, that person who would go to a master class, and some high schooler would come play a piece and they might mess up a little bit, or they might have, you know, a certain, a certain maturity of development and some complicated piece. And then instead of offering like, you know, little criticisms here and there, like, you know, criticism with how to, you know, learn from a mistake or something. He's just like, I don't know why you showed up today. Like, why did you play this? It's really bad. Get off the stage. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think, I
1: know we were talking about this a little bit on Friday night with Nathan about the, yeah, the difference in instruction that some people, that some people have. And I know Nathan was saying that, there was a professor who was just extremely brutal and I, and I've had those, those teachers too, where they're just, they're brutal, man. And it's like, you go, you go home with your head down and you're like, maybe you're a little teary eyed. Um, But I don't know. Sometimes you need it a little bit. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like there's a balance. Like I, I think sometimes you need a little reality check. That's harsh, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, it, especially cause I mean that, that it, it's like that instructor who was like definitely more stern and was that kind of person who like, if you did exactly to the T what he wanted you to do each week and come prepared, like he was your best friend. But as soon as you like did one little hiccup, it's it, it he'd kind of just turn into like, man, like, why, why are you wasting my time? <laughs> And it's like, I'm sorry, I, I played two sports and I, I'm, I'm in high school and I don't know and but uh he, he could at least back it up with like, you know, I definitely excelled as a performer because of him. And it taught me too to never like to never like take any performance or thing like entirely t- too relaxed like. <laughs> like the only mm-hmm. the only time i could relax is if it was out of like some sort of confidence or like oh okay it's a wedding gig i've done wedding gigs before i know most of these t- charts like it's going to be fine um yeah so there is at least that but yeah yeah i mean that <clears throat> yeah
1: that, i mean it's it can go a couple different ways with those types of instructors or teachers that it can either be beneficial in the long run to, you know, have someone holding you to an extremely high standard that you need to reach versus someone who's just kind of like, you know, blind encouragement constantly of like pats on the bat back when it's not really neat. You know what I mean? You don't really deserve it. (laughs) And, you know, so if you're constantly held to this high standard, um, you know, I think in the long run, it's it's better for you. But the problem is, is that with those instructors, it can either be like, you can either respect those people or you can just uh, just hate them, yeah. because you know they can either they can either be just like tyrannical because they have power, you know, or they right. can or they can just have this philosophy of you need you just need to be held in an extremely high standard, and I have high standards for you, so.
0: Yeah, there I I guess there is definitely a mix of that with the instructors I had. Um, you know, there was always that part that there was always the weird the weird realization that they were, you know, after all the, the sternness and all the like the high goal setting, there was there were those times they're like, nah, you'll be fine. And it was like, wait, <laughs> why was there weeks of like stress? <laughs> Yeah. It's like okay, that's cool. At least that there's, you know, there's there was a a, a a belief from the instructor that like I'm not just running in circles or something. That there is some sort of progress being made. Um, mm. but yeah, it is. I don't know. I've I haven't had to have instruction for like i mean i could always take lessons but uh i haven't had that kind of instruction for three years and i think of my friend yakiv who he's yeah, i know i know him. oh yeah yep and he he um i don't know if you've seen any of his posts but he's been in that focus year band program and it's like it's basically like a, it's a a modern jazz musicians dream intensive year of education where like he's been working like pretty much weekly with Ambrose Akamusseri and he, you know, he's Mm -hmm. played concerts with Leonel Deweyke and like all these like crazy, like all everyone on the list of like clinicians and instructors who would do these like two week intensives throughout the year they were all like, you know, easily recognizable killer musicians. And then everyone of the participants were all, it's like if Yakiv, I mean, he, he can play keys and probably bass <laughs> and probably some guitar, but it's like if Yakiv were just kind of copied over a bunch of people, it's like, oh, the guitar player is also really highly motivated and easy to work with. And so is the bass player. And so is the drummer. and <laughs> So they've just been, They've been doing these intensives that end with concerts where they arrange a program of music that's like a blend of the clinicians' tunes and some original works. And then they have these like streamed recorded concerts. And it's like, that's crazy. Cause he, I mean, he already did that one thing in, I think it was in Washington where he got to study with Jason Moran. But it's like that level of. <laughs> of education in those intensives is always like really cool
1: yeah yeah and that I mean it's that stuff totally shows in your in your playing too it's you know you can you can definitely see the difference I mean that's kind of a whole other level of like education than I've ever gotten but you know you can even just tell on the level of like if you go to a show with four bands on the bill and you like you watch all four and one of them is just like, you can just tell that they have like intensely rehearsed their parts and like, you know, you, you can just tell which bands are rehearsing and which ones are just kind of like
0: winging it. Right. Yeah. The ones that like they've, they've put in effort <laughs> as opposed yeah. to just like, this is fun or I don't know. I, uh, um, Yeah, it's, yeah,
1: it's even like, you know, when I see that if even if a band is like not, maybe if the musicians aren't like really that good, or, you know, maybe the music is not really like, super complex or anything, but (laughs) if the band is like really tight, and you can tell they have like really rehearsed, I respect that a lot more than like the band of like really good musicians who are just kind of like,
0: you know, winging it yeah it's like who like it's a throwaway gig or like it's
1: yeah
0: yeah i yeah and and it there's there's that level of like you know the people it's i guess it's a mix of like the people who've rehearsed a lot but also the people who know how to rehearse because there's plenty of bands who like get together and their rehearsals are like they're they're in their head they're like we rehearse for like six hours and it's like well you Jammed for two of them. You had you broke for dinner for an hour and you like kind of worked on new tunes for an hour and then you did two hours of just like playing through your old set without really like making a lot of adjustments. And it's like, yeah, and and you smoked
1: you know six joints, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) And it's like, that's that's a, a rehearsal that's like more of a hang. And it's like, okay, you can do those, but like like the, even, even the roots will do that. Like I think Questlove said that every Sunday they figure out what the band, I mean, maybe not with, you know, quarantine and stuff, but every Sunday they, they would get together and like, Oh, we're going to do barbecue at, at this person's house. And then we're going to go bowling. And it would be like a hang day that was just like to, Mm -hmm. you know, relax. And cause the rest of the week is like, all right, rehearse you know, six different artists that are going to be guests on the show. Like these people are going to be playing with their band or wear the backing band for this artist, or we have to learn a bunch of snippets of tunes for a game that Jimmy Fallon's going to do an impression to or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- those, those types of things are good for like camaraderie and just kind of keeping things like loose. Cause yeah, I guess if you do kind of like, are really strict all the time it becomes like not really that fun
2: anymore you know what i mean you gotta it's like you know being in a relationship you gotta um you know keep things you know interesting and keep it
1: loose yeah being in a band's like being in a relationship man (laughs) yeah Start Um, fighting over like who took a bigger (laughs) slice of pizza or something. Yeah. (laughs) And then that's a grudge. You don't even listen to
0: me. You don't even. (laughs) You don't even like what I listen to. (laughs) You don't even like pizza. You took it all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm seeing that. Like we we just got back into weekly rehearsals with Earth Radio and it's been nice, kind of um, just getting back together because we have a show uh, at rake beer coming up, I think on May 6th and then May 7th is our new single release date. So we have to relearn. Not a lot of it. I I, I remembered a lot of it from the session, but um, we have to relearn that single. And we have some other ones that we're working on, but it's all, It's all just like, it's like we're, we're adding songs to the catalog, which is cool. And then we also have to be mindful of like, well, Madison might be moving to Nashville in July. Like it sounds like, and all right, we have to like, if we want to do any sort of recording or thing that needs him, this is what we got to plan out. So it's, it's good that we're back in some sort of a planning phase instead of just like this nebulous, like, I don't know, what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, you mentioned. um I think in a, it must have been a text. You mentioned wanting to talk about something related to gigging, and I don't remember what it was. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I, uh, I, yeah, I, it's it 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 started because I got this message on Facebook Messenger from someone who I you know I barely know. Mm -hmm. um he sat in on a couple gigs that I've played um over the last couple years um and he just kind of emailed he messaged me out of the blue and said um are you available you know this date around this time for a gig (laughs) this date around this time for a gig And and I was just like I don't know why people don't understand that that's not like the best way to approach a freelance musician, and and maybe it's that he doesn't, maybe he doesn't understand that like I have been doing this for seven or eight years, and right, you know, it maybe he thinks I'm just like Joe Schmo who likes you know I'll you know I'll play a gig for a beer and a you know twenty five <laughs> bucks, but it's like yeah, you know you. <laughs> I feel like I've worked really, I know a lot of other people have, and I've worked really hard to like not get those gigs into, you know, move up to a higher standard. So that kind of was like, that would be a good thing to talk about. You know, how, <laughs> do, how do you approach, you know, musicians you don't know for gigs or, you know, you know, conversing with other musicians or just the professionalism of all of
0: it? Yeah, it's, it, it, I see that you know, from some folks who, I had someone ask me once, they, they wanted me to do sound for like three hours for like $50. And I was like, okay, I have to drive an hour to get there an hour early to like, see how everything's set up at whatever. It's like, you don't need to bring any equipment. I'm like, okay, so I still need to get there and figure out what's going on. And then I have, you know, three hours of being actively listening and trying to f- tweak things here and there. And then I have an hour drive home <laughs> and you want that for $50. And it, it's been nice to like, instead of, because, you know, there's still that part of me that's in, you know, stuck in academia thought of like, take all the gigs, get build your network just do it. You're you, what money are you making right now? And now it's like, I don't have to say like, I could just be like, Nope. And not really, like I could give a reason or I can at least be like, Hey, I, I'm just not available. (laughs) You know, whether, you know, whether it's like, I'm genuinely not available or it's like, I don't want to just flat out say like, I'm not accepting that I'm not going to make a counter offer if your offer is $50 Cause any counteroffer I make is going to be way out of your price range. <laughs> so yeah,
1: we'll yeah. save
0: each other time and I'll just say no and you can go on yeah. about your day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, And I think, well, people, people, I think have to figure like, they figure this out over time of experience of like, huh, why is someone not getting back to me or why is someone like, you know, Why do people keep saying no to to me when I'm asking them to do stuff? And it's like, I, with this person, I kind of wanted to just like, part of me wanted to just be that instructor we were talking about at first and just be like, no, you need to, you need to keep the bar here. (laughs) You're down here. Um, But I, you know, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I, you know, just messaged him back and was like, Hey, you know, I I need to know a little bit more information. Like, you know, if I, if I'm going to, if I'm going to take a gig, there's like a number of things that I need to know in order to say yes, especially if I don't know you and I've never played a gig with you before. So, like, if you're, if I don't even know you, I don't have a professional relationship with you. And out of the blue, you're just like, hey, are you free around five? Yeah. It might be five thirty,
0: seven, seven, eight. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like already you're coming at me pretty, pretty relaxed with this here. So.
0: Yeah. It, I feel like people, underestimate the power of like and and just the uh, like the efficiency of like finding someone if you have all the details just laying them out being like here's the time here's loaded here's the vibe of the venue here's pay here's you know comped or not comped anything here's you know uh, what tunes like it, if you know if someone's just like can you do a gig it's like okay what kind of gig like is this <laughs> you know for a high school basketball game or is it a you know 250 seat wedding or is it a (laughs) like what's what are we doing (laughs) yeah because I don't know about you but I and I
1: probably might may be able to think of some maybe you can think of some off the top of your head where you've just like you're a little younger and newer to the scene and you just say yes to everything without thinking ahead of those details and then you get on the gig and you're like wow this is a shit show yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're that, like, I need to, I, and uh, that's a learning experience of itself. It's just like, wow, I need to, you get to the gig and you're like, okay, where's power? They don't have power. Okay, <laughs> does someone have a 100 you know, foot extension cord? So the whole entire band and the PA can run off of the outlet that's in the garage. Yes. And they're like, oh, wait, it's outside. Wait a second. It's, it might rain today and we're all uncovered. Yeah well wait, wait a second. <laughs> this is a dirt road and we have to walk a half a mile with our gear to get to this, oh my God, yeah, in Iowa with with Lavengood on the 4th of July a couple of years ago. <laughs> my, this, oh man. yeah, I forgot, oh yeah, this was they, they burned a, they burned a pile of American flags. It was like that's how you retire American flags is you like you burn them. So I had this like flag burning ritual. Oh. But uh, it was pouring out all day. It was pouring out. And this was an outdoor gig. And the it was a really cool place. It was uh, some uh, bar in the middle of nowhere in Iowa. And the stage was down in this, like, um, I don't know, this, like, pitted area. And then, like, um, the seats kind of went up. Um, And it was pretty tall, and to get to the stage was just two dirt roads that were, like, really steep. And since it was raining all day, it was just covered, covered in mud. So I, like, took off, I, you know, I, like, took off my shoes, rolled up my pants, and I carried my upright bass down this hill and, like, fell on my ass twice. So I got mud all over the side of my, you know, my clothes. I'm, like, playing this gig. It, It was just...
0: Yeah, those are the types uh, of things that's, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I have one that definitely comes around. I think of rain. Um, when I was at Grand Valley doing the the farmer's markets, I would take, like, you know, two, maybe, if I'm lucky, three slots a season, and they usually would run usually, like, April to September, I think they would usually book. They might still do that. I've, I haven't had anyone call, but um, – Cause they usually just anyone who's played, they just, they're like, Hey, you want to do it again? And it's like, you get paid 50 bucks. And you know, when I'm already going to campus to like practice and rehearse and all this stuff, it was like, okay, that's fine. Like it's a Wednesday afternoon. It's not going to take up a random evening gig I might have. Like if it's a local spins Wednesday or something. Um, and there's one day it was raining. Like it, it hadn't yet, started, started raining. They had, you know, all the farmer's market was run off of like two gas powered generators in a parking lot. <laughs> and I had an awning that was like, it was like the thinnest type of covering that they could find. And with like a frame and then it wasn't, it wasn't really weighted down. It was like, kind of, so it was like, luckily it wasn't windy, but I was playing and maybe, like, 15, 20 minutes into my set, it just starts raining. And I'm, like, still kind of playing. I move all of my amp and equipment. Anything that's, like, on the ground, I just put on a table. <laughs> and and the way that the parking lots at Grand Valley are all kind of – they all just pool towards those drains. I just start seeing, a like, a river of water just slowly <laughs> getting larger and larger, <laughs> just running underneath my keyboard. And I'm, like, hey uh, – can I go home? It's raining. (laughs) And, and they were like, no, no, you can, it's, it's going to clear up. They said it wouldn't be that long. And then I I finished my first set. And at the end of my first set, there was still water going underneath my gear. There was a significant pool of water like collecting on the awning and it was starting to get a little windier. And I was just like, can I like $50? Isn't going to cover my gig or my gear getting ruined. (laughs) and they're like well yeah i guess you know i guess you can go home and i'm like yeah i'm gonna go like i i, I wasn't really asking this time
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah
0: yeah just the just the thought process of like nobody's gonna be here because of the rain and why am i here <laughs> in the rain yeah
1: yeah you're supposed to play you know jimmy buffett pina coladas dancing in the rain
0: or something i don't <laughs> Yeah, you're supposed to you're supposed to do a tongue in cheek reference to the fact that it's raining. Play here's that rainy day or uh, the sun'll come out tomorrow or yeah. Well that's, yeah, I
1: mean that's why like yeah, musicians almost have to be like the uh you know, when you're booking those sort of gigs, like a lot of those smaller smaller gigs, like the planners or the organizers just don't really think about those things in advance and they don't they don't understand the like um you know those things from a musician's perspective so it's like that's why you know the musician it's themselves have to you know we gotta we gotta educate you know we need to community outreach doctor. we need to go around with clipboards door to door and like, start no. educating
2: people
0: <laughs> yeah it's, ma'am uh were you planning on hosting a barbecue jamboree on a uh rainy day do you have an awning no. Do you have adequate power? Do you understand what w- water and electricity do together? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a clause in the contract about uh, an act of God a con- <laughs> clause in the contract? Did you write a contract? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and, and I think so many people think that the, like, I think of like something like Founders Fest where, they hire on-stage productions to do all the rigging of all the equipment for the staging. And then the sound team at Founders is recruited to like assist in, you know, setting up certain things, moving usually a lot with like stage transitions. And to the audience, it's just like, wow, Founders built this whole stage. And it's like, nope, there's this company that they paid a bunch of money to, to expertly rig everything. <laughs> and, 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 you know, prepare for any sort of shift in the weather or shift in, you know, temperature, like they were just ready for, I mean, we set up, we set up a, they even had an extra like tent area that we set up to be a changing area for Macy Gray that she ended up not even using. So they had, they had stuff that like nobody even needed to use ready to go, (laughs) but yeah. And, and, and so when they think like, oh, I'm going to plan a music event and it's like, have you ever done any of that outside in your, on your property? Yeah. It's like, there's also, yeah. I know people have tried to do that and they've had like, you know, that's the first time they have hear about permits when it's not just like their buddies jamming in the backyard. It's like more of an event. And then they're like, why can't we do that? It's like, people get permits, <laughs> people you have to have some sort of insurance for things. Um yeah, there's a lot of that's why people get sponsors so they can pay for everything, help pay for everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As much as the B side sessions are good for musicians, there should just be like clips for the public. <laughs> like this is what you need to do to like right. make a musician happy. <laughs> Like, there's not, we don't ask for a lot. Like, we just want to get paid, you know, fed or some version of something comped. I don't know, fed would be nice, but I, some places just apparently just don't know what food is (laughs) or they only have drinks. They're like, you want, you wanted 13 beers for dinner, right? No, (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think if I was like 22, I'd want 13 beers for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh, well and and i don't know if anyone's asked you to do like like asked you to do something that was like you know it 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 took some time and preparation and then something just gets canceled and just that feeling of like so wait i'm not getting I, I like they they held this carrot of the at the end of the stick, and then the thing that w- the carrot got eaten and the stick got thrown away.
1: <laughs> yeah, that uh, that was that was COVID nineteen.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> and this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, Just canceled everything. Um, I've I mean I've had that with with some people who I don't really work with anymore that if you know they string me along for my time and 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 then it's like there's no payoff it's like all the things you said would happen aren't happening (laughs) so it's like well i don't i don't care it you know like you could have been and it wasn't like you know a slow realization it was just kind of like all at once it came crashing down instead of being like oh i didn't realize like this would have to happen and this would have to happen i'd take a little more time it's just like nope it's all gone all that work, <laughs> and I know I'm starting to realize, Dutcher that this this
1: podcast might just be a venting session for musicians. <laughs> this is <Yeah>. like <laughs> our—we're just like here's all the problems. Here's all the problems we have. Oh, you stupid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, again, that's part of I've you know I've let I've let each podcast episode kind of define what backstage means like the one I, the one that'll come out later with Steve Leaf, he, he and I just, it was basically like, we were just riffing the whole time. Like, I don't, I don't think we covered any, anything like educational aside from like certain things we were referencing or like things we were influenced by. And then we just ended the end of the podcast, but then other people are like, have been really like focused on like, this is what I need. I want to cover or I want to chat about, which is cool. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's backstage in, in the sense of like, this is kind of what you would get if you were backstage with these Michigan artists, <laughs> you'd get a a, a, a a semblance of these types of conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know, and, and, and if a venue even has a, I guess, a backstage, (laughs) if it's not just general seating and, you know, outside is the backstage. (laughs) Right. Yeah. The side (laughs) table, the side table. Yeah. The table next to the stage. (laughs) Yeah, And you can go just as far away from here. That's the backstage. (laughs) But I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to, doing some things this summer i don't know if you've had anything anything open up in terms of i don't know people you normally like i don't know if cameron blake's got anything cooking up or yeah we're 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 playing frederick meyer gardens
1: um in august sometime so frederick meyer gardens started their their tuesday night series again local series which is like free it's I think it might be free to members. It's like pretty cheap to general public. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if how that goes. It's it still feels the summer still feels pretty. Uh, a lot of uncertainties whether things you know can cancel last minute. But but yeah, the Frederick Meyer Gardens gig, some some wedding gigs are starting to to come through. So that's good. Um, I think that's probably
0: about it though. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the you know the it's either like whatever little whatever thing you have control over, like that's for sure, like the rake beer stuff for Earth Radio, like we're gonna be doing that twice a month. And that I I always I wanna get to the point with Earth Radio where we can have a residency. Um Cause I, I was reminded of the, the funky knuckles. They have their, their, uh, knuck, knuck around Mondays. <laughs> so just come and, and knuck around with the funky knuckles and, um, they, that band is super tight because they've had residencies like that for years. And they've also, most of the band plays in like a church group together. So multiple times a week outside of rehearsals, they're just, like, you know, playing fusion covers with, like, all of these cool Dallas musicians or playing their originals on tour or playing, you know, gospel arrangements on a Sunday. Um, so it'll yeah, be yeah,
1: – we- it, it would, yeah, that would be cool to have a. I mean, some more of those hangs. Like I know Speakeasy. We used to when Brad Fritcher had that residency residency for a while. Those were so cool for, I mean, musicians and other people. I mean, regularly hanging out. Just it was like such a, you know, relaxed hang, but you know, everything was like exciting and
0: yeah. You know, we need
2: more? Of this.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm almost tempted to to pitch that for you know, like if we're going to do twice a month at rake beer on Thursdays, fill the other Thursdays with like a grand Rapids residency or something and like have it be and a type of environment that's not necessarily earth, earth radio centered, but like related, like it's the the band like facilitating these types of hangs. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh or you know if when Brad moves back with Kelly, <laughs> like Brad's not—he's not coming back. He's—he said
1: messaged, I just. no, oh, he's—he's staying hey. on the east side. No, I think uh, his wife got a residency in like I don't know out west somewhere. So they're
0: oh, that's they still unpicked either. it. That's right. Well, <laughs> so. we'll all have to be Brad. <laughs> Asking the, asking the people to open their, their venues to art. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. that's exactly what they want to do
1: right now. You know, all these businesses. <laughs> you know,
0: let well, the artists even, come in. <laughs> right. They can't even make their bottom line. Yeah. They're like, let's let people come in and risk another closure of the business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. And, and I I see, like, some people are hosting things, but, you know, I don't really know the vibe at the social house, but I hear it's, like, people from Brenna. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, the lots – I assume lots of opportunities for covers and jams. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, I mean, with the those speakeasy ones are just, like, you know, like, we might – just start with a bass line or start with a drum groove or and maybe Brad would quote a tune that we could go into or, or we just improvise for an hour <laughs> and just see where see what happens.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those were
0: fun. They were,
1: they were exciting. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think I still have some from when Brandon Copeland owned the death house, as he called it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Um, old footage up on, I don't know if it's still on my YouTube or if it's archived. I might've just, I might've privated it just to, um, reset the channel, but, (laughs) uh, I still have, I know I still have that footage on, on drives and stuff. And, um, yeah, cause some of those were like, have like two bass players, two drummers, uh, lots of horns, guitarists keys (laughs) on a a skater bowl.
1: Yeah. There you go. You can release that to your, uh, your Patreon supporters. Yeah. I
0: should, I, I should just let people, I mean, Jim Lutz is one of my patrons, so he would probably be in some of those videos.
1: (laughs) Jim Lutz. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> Jim Lutz.
0: Yeah, he he I forget I think it was just wasn't it at the speakeasy jams that that was at least where I think I first met him. Like he was yeah. in town and
2: yeah, yeah. I know he he
1: I met him, I think I played with him in super happy fun time for a little while because he was the MD for a Cirque du Soleil touring group which I think he that's why he left like so he moved to Grand Rapids and I think he was here for like maybe a year or something and then I think he got another gig with Cirque du Soleil so he started doing that again
0: right just fired up the touring engine
1: <laughs> right yeah yeah
0: yeah it was like I was I was reminded of like it's not exactly what Jim does, but like when I, I subbed in those dates for Wicked, and I would see the people who were like, it's like okay, these are the people hired from the area, and then here are the people who've been on tour the whole time, and just like the difference in, <laughs> it's like these people are just like, you know, unless more of the directors, they're they're kind of like, you know, all right, another show and break, and they're on their phone all right another there's another act (laughs) just like that's so ingrained in their head oh yeah yeah (laughs) just can't help but i don't know if it was like they were just bored or if they were just at it was later in the tour maybe and they're just tired i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i know you've
1: probably done a handful of musicals i know i have too and yeah they get by the, the by the end of the run it's just like so it's like you have everything just down so at that you don't you don't even really have to think about when the cues are so you're just like all right i know i've got like seven minutes i'll get on my phone do this for a little bit and then when i hear that one thing i'm like okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and well
0: it is interesting seeing like the The bass player was this lady from Ann Arbor, and she, she had like, she had like a like, I think she had a a four and five string electric, a fretless electric, and an upright bass, and she would just like have to like switch yeah, bowed, <laughs> switch, <yeah. laughs> just jumping around all different. And she might have even had another four string bass, like a different like tone option or something. Mm. Like, bro, lots of bases. <laughs> yeah, dang. <laughs> but, Wonder,
1: yeah, what's what's her? Uh, well, I guess she she could just keep uh, keep all her stuff. If it's a touring show, though, it's like.
0: Yeah, like, well, I think it's because she was from Ann Arbor that she did that. Uh, I don't know if she was part of the tour. She might have just been part of like, you know, I, I think Bill Vitz contracts the the Michigan people for the touring performances. So Bill must have known her from some other production and
2: mm-hmm.
0: called her up. Um, which yeah, I'm just waiting for another one of those. Like, can you sub for <laughs> it, it? Like some shows. Cause this time I won't have getting like being asked and then having class in Kalamazoo and then having to drive up to Grand Rapids. And I'd had the music for like a day and I had to be in rehearsal (laughs) and the director's just looking at me like, you need to learn this music. I'm like, I know I I got it yesterday. (laughs) And I spent the rest of the week just like shedding the music. And I ghost, I ghosted two performances and then did my first one. And, yeah, it was just just jam-packed into, like, less than a week. It's like, you're going to play on Sunday. You get the music Monday. Rehearsal's Tuesday. You're ghosting shows Friday, Saturday. Good luck. (laughs) It's like, this has to happen. There's no, like, well, I guess we just won't have this part. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's not like – I don't know. It it helped me learn – the, 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 the feeling of like using my left foot for MIDI patch changes (laughs) Mm -hmm. and just having to be like, all right, measure 10, click, just keep playing, click. All right. It's a harp and timpani roll and click, (laughs) but I don't know. They're fun. I, I saw I still need to edit in. Uh, I have a bunch of footage from Mama Mia from last year that I need to just sync some audio and video and put it out. That might be something I do this week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. You're, and you, you and uh, uh, you and Nathan. I mean, you've been playing the musical gigs together and you have the, the, um, uh, church gig together too. The it's, it's a very, I, I feel like most people don't realize the, the Michigan, the Michigan gigging like upbringing is like, all right, you've, you've had some church gigs, you've had some working for any of these schools gigs. And then you've had the, you know, the random jammy freelance gigs, <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel, I feel
0: pretty, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I guess fortunate
1: maybe. I, I feel like I've been all all over the place as far as like when I was, my first game was like with a cover band. Um, and then I went to GRCC and was there for like three years studying classical and then jazz bass. And while I was in school, I was also taking breaks to tour with super happy fun time. Um, So I was doing that for two to three weeks at a time. Somehow I got my professors to be okay with me leaving for like two or three
0: weeks during the school semester. I don't know how I just, they liked me, I guess. I don't know, but (laughs) like you, you turn and work. That's, that's all we ask. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. and so yeah i did i did that and while i was while i was playing with super happy i was also playing at multiple different churches like rotating so i was playing at a pentecostal church with d washington actually that's i think that's where i met d and then and then i was also playing at like a kind of a non-denominational church that was like i would play a super happy fun time gig like you know ones that were either in grand rapids or you know St. Joe or Traverse City or something and on a Saturday night and then I would have to go play at like a Pentecostal church at you know nine in the morning or something or earlier depending on which church so I would still have like glitter in my beard and probably was like a little hungover (laughs) Um, yeah I was doing that and I've like did musicals for a while I've done stuff with the Circle Theater and then some high schools you know Rockford and Forest Hills and Hudsonville and Jenison and, um, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, stuff with Lavin good and some jazz gigs and wedding band gigs. So yeah, I feel, I feel like I've,
0: you know, I get, I get around, you
2: know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) You get, you get the full spread of, of, of things to do. And I think, I think people forget or, or who don't live in the area, I guess, um, I don't know. How, it must be like this in other states, but I, I feel like Michigan has a lot of like, you know, you drive thirty minutes, you have a city that has a couple venues, a school, maybe a community college, and then you know, like that's something you could find employment doing, or you know, a gay, a one-off gig here or there, an event, or like there's all these little like mini it's like there's grand rapids and then there's like mini versions or more rural versions of grand rapids and then there's detroit and then there's like less urban versions of detroit (laughs) on the east side and then there's traverse city and there's other little towns also close to some body of water near traverse city and it's like there's there's like i guess like new york obviously is (laughs) new york city but um it's it's nice to have like proximity like you, if you meet a handful of people, you're gonna start having that network of like, oh, I've met a couple teachers, I know the web of teachers now. Oh, I I've met a couple people who book talent for like some venues in the area. I have a little bit of an idea of who's booking around the city and <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 It's like Grand Rapids itself isn't
1: that big of a city and there's not a ton, a ton of opportunities, but yeah, you have, you know, it's not that far to Grand Haven or Muskegon or, um, even really, you know, Traverse City's couple, two and a half hours. And so, yeah, I never really get over to the East side of the state though. I feel like that is kind of like, I know there's not a lot of cross-pollination between like you know the, the east side and the west side of the state yeah
0: that's what i was i that's kind of why i hired john mere cotton for some of those trio gigs i mean other than the fact that he's a great bass player but i was just in my head like i need i need some other people <laughs> to know some of the people on this side of the state so that we can start like mixing it up and and that's yeah. kind of been cool to have like David interacting with Earth Radios because there's all these players in that area that are that are great that um you know I probably wouldn't have heard about or i I think about uh earlier this morning I saw that um, uh, oh, what's his full name? I know it's no, it's Austin. John Jacob
1: Jinkelheimer Schmidt.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, I, you'd think I'd know that because his name is also my name, but I'm not confident. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but he – I mean, I can look it up right now. But basically, it was a, a trumpet player um, from the east, east sides. I guess he's more centralized, studying in Lansing. Austin – M- Muthayala. Oh Muth- yeah, yeah. I played. I played a couple of gigs with him. Um,
1: yeah. With BWK. B- B-
0: B- yep. He and um. He and John just did a recording. For. It was probably like someone's like re- senior recital, but they did a. a I think a septet. It. M- Might have been a sextet of uh arrangement of. Um a tune called A (laughs) off of Nicholas Payton's album Letters. He has an album called Numbers with Butcher Brown and then an album called Letters with something else. But this is like pre anyone even caring about Butcher Brown is like they're the backing band for that, for Numbers. But they did an arrangement of A off of Letters and Nicholas Payton um, shared it. And I was like, oh, that's really cool and and just that reminder of like all right some people are just you know they're they're paying attention it doesn't matter where where you're located sometimes like some people are paying attention to you know they click on a an arrangement and they go like that was cool shared like so yeah, yeah. there's definitely yeah, players that. in michigan that um are doing cool stuff that They just, I know for me, it's like trying to contact all the press outlets. Anytime I try to do anything would be like, be kind of dumb. It it would get the word out, but it'd be a lot of work just being like, I'm also doing this and then local spins and review and G V U and WICE and all the college radios and all the, it's like, you know, I need to hire a promoter then, or like a publicist or whatever person does that (laughs) um but yeah it's a i don't know good state full of people who are at least trying i feel like there's a there's some there's people trying there's people succeeding and then there's people who are like you know what they're gonna just do that like whatever you see them doing they're gonna be in their 60s doing that and that's they've they've found the trajectory and that's cool but that's not my life <laughs> i'll always yeah, yeah. have that like steady climb of like i need to try other things and and not just i don't know i can't i, I don't gonna I don't, it, take a while for me to be feel content enough to be like i'm just in a, my own cabin in the woods down by the creek and i'm just got my skipping rock and my dog buster and we're <laughs> it's like first of all i don't know how to survive in the woods so i'd need to be near a city or i'd have to learn how to hunt <laughs> and second of all i've i'm a musician so i have no my my strength and speed yeah, are yeah. enough to just carry instruments <laughs> right.
1: yeah you you don't have any survival skills
0: no i could barter i mean i could barter anything music related <laughs> But with, if society collapsed, I I wouldn't get as much food as someone else. <laughs> it's just the hierarchy of importance. <laughs> it's like, this guy can rebuild roads. This guy can help rebuild roads. You play piano. <laughs> like, I could shovel. I could do stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm uh at least I'm at least glad that there's if you are trying to do things there's there's people who are looking out for those kind of people who want to get you plugged into different stuff so you're not so we don't always have you know like you're not always having someone hit you up that you barely know to play a cheap gig or something with no details you have like a friend of a friend who needs a bass player for a, a run of musicals, and it's and the school's got a decent budget, and it's like, oh, this will be a good month of work or fun, fun, fun program to play or nice vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. I know there's always more to talk about, but. <laughs> <laughs> and we already like if we were to just film all the other conversations we have in normal mode and right. all the other things it'd be a 8 hour podcast
1: right we'll have to start wearing body cams at rehearsals
0: yeah <laughs> everything's content don't, don't not say anything <laughs> just post it um, but yeah where uh, I don't know you don't have Facebook, so when I say where could people find you, it's it's a, a very interesting question. It's probably like you have to show up to events to find you. To yeah,
1: find you. yeah, that's. I mean, I guess that's the bonus of being a bassist is that you know I, I don't really need a I don't really need a Facebook. I don't no. know. Go through go through Dutcher. Like, go to you. If you want to find me, you can go through Dutcher. No, I have an Instagram. Roll range, tr- yeah. Yeah, I mean, I try to, I just, social media is like a, I don't know, it's always been something I, I don't, I don't do very well, I don't really like it very much, and I've always struggled with whether or how much I should use it, and so I, I still have my Instagram that has, you know, pretty much, I use just for promoting shows and new music, and you know, I'm our, my album that you know you recorded on is on all the streaming platforms and we'll we'll have one coming out soon yeah um, maybe i'll maybe i should get a billboard or something
0: <laughs> yeah it's just <laughs> this is ian thompson here's where <laughs> what he does <laughs> here's
1: his, he doesn't have a facebook but uh he's,
0: here he is yeah I, I i go away from technology i do guerrilla advertising from you know i use billboards uh flyers word of mouth
1: yeah maybe like on milk cartons maybe i could start putting my stuff on milk cartons until
0: that day comes you can support these podcasts on patreon.com slash uh, if you want to, you know, toss $5 or $10 or a million dollars, nobody says you can't do that. Hey, thanks for having me, Dutcher. It's yeah. been a real pleasure. It's been a real, it's been a real honor <laughs> and a privilege. It's been a real... <laughs> to talk with such a scholarly gentleman like here. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I needed a, uh, like a...